0: It was earlier this week in Japan, sirens sounding across the entire country, alert messages issued on cell phones, take shelter, proceed to protected areas. North Korea had launched a nuclear-capable ballistic missile flying across Japan. Right after the test missile flew over the island nation, the U.S. joined with South Korea and Japan in conducting joint military exercises. U.S. Marine fighter jets joined Japanese jet fighters in a bilateral exercise over the Sea of Japan. After crossing over the country, the North Korean missile fell into the Pacific. It's a reality check that war can loom over Asia, with North Korea escalating its show of power, traveling a distance of 2,800 miles. While the war in Ukraine gained more attention, it was another sign that we live in uncertain times. It's another instance that Christians should pray for peace. May the Lord of peace give you peace always in every way. The Lord be with you all. Welcome to Haven Today here on Thursday. I'm Charles Morris sharing with you the great story. Yes, it's all about Jesus. And we're in this series this week called Comfort in the Storm. When you Google Hurricane Ian, you find some quick facts. So far, 106 deaths when I went into the studio attributed to the storm. Over 40,000 people displaced from their homes. They say the winds from Ian hit over 155 miles an hour. And that it dropped over a foot of rain in a very short amount of time. Talking with various people in the area, it's no surprise to hear from them how devastated the Gulf side of Florida is right now. You've seen TV, I'm sure. Trees scattered everywhere, bridges and power lines down, mold beginning to take over homes that survived but were flooded. It can all be just overwhelming, but there is hope. The Church of Jesus is rallying. In a moment, we're going to hear from a pastor who will share with us how his church is helping on the Gulf side of Florida. And in particular, how one man in that one church is being used by the Lord to help his needy neighbors. But first, let's go to Cuba. They too were struck by the wrath of Ian. They were already in a hard time with limited food and rolling blackouts. But even in great trials, God's people are able to find their joy. We received this joyful reminder from a Cuban pastor. His name is Ivan. Well, it's been a very hard time for the church in Cuba, especially for those believers who have lost most of their possessions due to this hurricane. When I think about this and try to bring encouragement to my people from God's word in the middle of all of this, James 1 verse 2 comes to mind, where he talks about counting it all joy when we encounter various trials. And I think that the principle here is to assume a posture of sufficiency in the Savior. A lot of times when things are all going well, when we don't have any problems, we feel happy. We have everything we need. The cupboards are full. But what about when situations like these come? When need comes knocking on our door. When a hurricane suddenly takes everything away, in moments like these, we need Christ to be sufficient for us. We can be satisfied in Him. At the end of the day, He is in control over all things, and we are going to find rest and peace in Him. A pastor whose name is Yvonne, coming to us from Cuba, translating into English for us, our Spanish speaker, Daniel Warren. I'd like to encourage you to help this nation with clean water, as well as helping offer the living water of Jesus. Now, if you're in Florida, I want you to find a local church there that's helping and give and support them. But everyone else can pray about how you can come alongside one of the poorest nations in our hemisphere. Food, electricity, and water are all compromised, even more after Hurricane Ian hit. Go to our website after the program and help provide safe water. Water systems are installed in local churches where the need is great. Safe water comes with a generator. But the systems are only installed in churches that commit to sharing the living water found only in Jesus Christ. Every 50 dollars you send provides a family of five safe drinking water for a year. An entire water system is $7,500 dollars. Call us after the program, won't you at 865 Haven, 865 Haven? Or give online at havenToday.org haventoday.org. Let us know how much you're sending for safe water and then how much you'd like to give to our daily Spanish program and gospel ministry into Cuba. Now, we open Haven today with a song of hope from Matt Redmond. Through the calm and through the storm, the Lord will never let go.
1: Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, your perfect love is casting out fear. When I'm caught in the middle of the storms of this life, I won't turn back, I know you are near, and I will fear no evil, for my God is with me.
0: Version of his famous You Never Let Go by Matt Redman, opening this haven today. I'm Charles Morris. The program is called Comfort in the Storm. And before we turn to God's Word, I want to go to Naples, Florida, on the southern tip of the Gulf Coast of Florida. That's where we met up with the pastor from Covenant Church, Trent Casto. Trent, welcome to the program for the very first time.
2: Thank you, Charles. Glad to be with you.
0: Can you share a little with us how hard the members in your church were hit, and then what things look like there on the ground in Naples?
2: Yeah, we in Naples were pretty heavily affected by the storm surge from Hurricane Ian. And within our church family, we have identified at least 10 families whose homes have become unlivable because of the storm surge flooding. And so um, in addition to that, we have quite a few other members who don't have an exact number at this point who live in condo buildings where their home itself has not been impacted, but they've lost their vehicles that were parked on the ground floor. Their The buildings have essentially become in, uninhabitable because of the damage of the storm. And so these people uh, will have a home to return to, but it may be six or eight months before they're able to return. So we're dealing with a lot of displaced people right now, and. Um, and of course just the devastation of the uh, the destruction of their homes and uh, so our church has mobilized we've once power is restored and communications begin to improve we start to identify needs in the church first and then try to connect people with those needs and uh, and the church has really responded the the families who have come to us and said my home was one of the ones that was devastated teams have gone they've already been cutting out the drywall to prevent mold tearing out baseboards flooring Uh, In many cases, you drive down the street and you just see these homes that are all their possessions are out on the sidewalk because it's all ruined. And um, but we've heard from our members that just having their church family there and walking with them through this has greatly improved their uh, their attitude and their viewpoint through the midst of the loss. And and uh, and many have ministered to us as they as we see all their possessions being dragged out. And they point and just say, you know what, it's just stuff. We realize that the most important things that we have, we can't lose in a storm.
0: I know you must have many stories that you could share with us about the ways the body of Christ is helping in your area right now, but can you just think of one that really stands out in your mind?
2: Yeah, there are so many stories. We've just been so impressed by how people have responded so selflessly in helping others. So it's hard to pick one, but but one of the freshest ones today is a member of our church. His name is Casey. And uh, he had had a history of struggling with substance abuse issues. But uh, in recent history has gotten sober. He began attending church at Covenant because of a family member of his. And he lives in some of the housing, uh, an apartment complex that was just devastated by the storm. It's It's going to be condemned. It's already got mold growing in it. The people there aren't going to be living there for long, but they don't have anywhere to go. And he himself has lost his home. He's lost his mode of transportation, but he immediately responded to the needs in his own community. And he, he along with his sister have gotten other members of the church involved and he's leading the way. This guy who just a short time ago couldn't take care of himself, uh, through his relationship with Christ and the transformation he's experiencing is now bringing that transformation to a community of people that don't have any hope. And so he's just spearheaded efforts to get supplies, mattresses for folks who are sleeping on the floor. Uh, they've gone through the entire apartment complex and collected information on every resident so that uh, needs can be identified and we the church can reach out to this community in love. It's it's been a beautiful thing to see.
0: Well, Pastor Trent Costo, after hearing that update, I think we need to pray. you mind leading us?
2: Yeah, I'd be happy to. Father in heaven, we thank you that you are the God who reigns supreme and sovereign over all the universe, including this storm. And we pray now that you will comfort your people, that you'll give peace to your people, and that you'll also give strength to your people, that we might rise up as the church throughout this whole community and bring the good news the gospel of Jesus Christ in word and deed to those who need it the most. We pray that on the other side of this, Lord, that there would be great revival in our community as our churches come together, as the gospels proclaim, that we might see many who don't know you today come to know you through this great tragedy. We pray this for your glory and for our good. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Trent Casto pastor of Covenant Church in Naples, Florida. Thanks for joining us here on Haven Today.
2: Thanks, Charles. It's been great being with you. God bless you.
0: I'm Charles Morris. You're listening to a program called Comfort in the Storm. You're on our program, and and if there was someone who knew what it was like to be in the thick of storms, both spiritual as well as physical, it was the Apostle Paul. He famously gave a list of the storms in his life in his second letter to the Corinthian church. He didn't do it to brag like an old soldier showing off his battle scars, but to make the point about his qualifications as an apostle, which had come into question. Among many other horrible sufferings, Paul says, Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea." Today, with ferocious storms, Ian and Fiona still very much on our minds, I want us to look at one story of shipwreck that's found in Acts 27, when the waves overtook a ship carrying Paul to stand trial before Caesar. You remember that dramatic story, don't you? It comes at the end of an intense account of the early church, just after Christ's ascension into heaven. Paul was on a ship sailing to Rome to stand trial. The journey's recorded in Acts 27, with a few twists and turns, but things really got dicey, starting in verse 14. Before very long, Luke telling us, a wind of hurricane force, called the Northeaster, swept down from the island. The ship was caught by the storm and couldn't head into the wind, so we gave way to it and were driven along. As we passed to the lee of a small island called Cotta, we were hardly able to make the lifeboat secure, so the men hoisted it aboard, and then they passed ropes under the ship itself to hold it together, because they were afraid they would run aground on the sandbars of Syrtis. They lowered the sea anchor and let the ship be drug along. We took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day they began to throw the cargo overboard. On the third day, They threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. Dr. Luke, writing this account, is an eyewitness, saying the Northeaster was like a hurricane sweeping down on top of their ship. He says they took a beating. It was violent. And we've seen just what the battering winds can do over the last week as Ian raged through the Caribbean, up and into western Florida, back into the Atlantic, off then to South Carolina. Can you imagine being on a ship and not even a modern ship? And here was Paul and Luke and the others on a wooden ship being beaten by the winds. It's interesting, though, Luke says, we finally gave up all hope of being saved but not Paul. Picking up in verse 22, Paul speaks to the crew. I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night, an angel of the Lord to whom I belong and to whom I serve stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar, and God has graciously given you the lives of all who will sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen, just as he told me. Nevertheless, Paul said, we must run aground on some island. Now, I don't have time to read the rest of the story, but you probably know how it ends. Everyone made it out, even as the ship ran aground on Malta. There are so many lessons to learn from this story, but I want us to focus on just one of them together. What gave Paul that kind of courage? Luke and the rest had given up hope of salvation. But Paul stood courageously in the midst of a hurricane-forced gale. Yes, he was visited by an angel in the night. But the important thing wasn't the angel. It was the message the angel carried. The angel came with the word of the Lord. The anchor, dragging along behind the ship, couldn't steady the boat. But the word of the Lord steadied Paul. I have faith in God, he said, that it will happen, just as the angel told me. It doesn't mean the worst was behind them. Their ship was broken apart on a sandbar, and many would have to swim to the land. But the word anchors Paul, and he can look with courage into the storm and say, I have faith in God. Now, that's not always easy but I'm thankful our survival through the storms of life don't depend on our own efforts and strength. We depend totally on Jesus. Jesus received his Father's word, like Paul did, a promise that would come true, though also like Paul's shipwreck would come first as his own body was battered and broken apart by God's wrath for our redemption. But he believed the Father's promise, and he endured Hebrews 12:2 tells us that for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, he rules the wind and the waves in our lives, and until he returns, we don't have to ever give up hope of being saved. Through every storm we face, we can have our faith in Jesus Christ.
3: All who sail the sea of faith Find out before too long How quickly blue skies can grow dark And gentle winds grow strong Suddenly fear is like white water Pounding on the soul Still we sail on knowing that our Lord is in control. Sometimes He calms Sometimes the he storms, storms with a whisper, Peace be still. He can set all in His sea, but it doesn't mean He will. Sometimes He holds Sometimes us close and lets the winds and waves go wild. Sometimes He calms other times He calms His child He has a reason for each trial That we pass through in life And though we're shaken, we cannot be pulled apart No matter how the driving rain beats down on those who hold to faith, a heart of trust will always be a quiet, peaceful place. Sometimes he calms a storm with a whisper, "Peace be still." He can settle in his sea, but it doesn't mean he will. Sometimes He holds us close and lets the wind and waves go wild. Sometimes He calms the storm and other times He calms His child. His child
0: the ball brothers sometimes he calms the storm on haven today and comfort in the storm Earlier, we heard from a pastor in Florida sharing how his church, along with many more in Florida, are helping people recover in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian. I want to encourage Christians in Florida to pray about how you can help, especially through your local church. God will show you ways to help. And for the rest of us, I'd like to suggest you help following the storms passing through Cuba. Safe water is hard to come by. I'm going to be there in just a very few days and I know firsthand the need to fill my water bottle each day from a safe water system. We're raising funds for safe water through local churches. Each evangelical Bible-believing church becomes a hub to their community for clean water to drink, but also to share living water in Jesus Christ. Every $50 you send provides water to drink for a family of five for a year. $7,500 provides an entire water system with a standby generator. Call us right now. Tell us how much you're sending for safe water and then how much you would like to send to our Spanish program, El Fado, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ every day across the entire island nation. Our number you can call right now is 800-65-HAVEN, 800 65 Or make your gift by visiting haventoday.org, haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again on Friday we'll be sharing together this great story, the story that's all about Jesus, here on Haven Today. For your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Sometimes life doesn't go the way we want. And by sometimes, I mean most times. How many of us had plans that never came to pass? How many dreams are left unfulfilled? Our lives are full of unexpected and unwanted circumstances. The Apostle Paul knew this. Just think of all the suffering he went through for the sake of the gospel. Some of the New Testament letters he wrote were sent from jail. And that's why the letter to the Philippians is such a surprise. What is its theme? Joy. In chapter 4, we read, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Rejoicing in the Lord from a Roman prison cell. Paul didn't need perfect circumstances to rejoice. He only needed his Savior. Anchor Devotional is available in print monthly. Visit getanchor.com.